0: You're listening to The Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, presented by me, Daniel Achterhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for The Piston Podcast. Ho ho ho, welcome along to the Piston podcast Christmas special and welcome along to the last episode of the second series. This podcast I think is going to be one of the most exciting because it's the Christmas special, it's the podcast I've been looking forward to all year round. You know, it's the thing at the end of the year to lift our spirits. I know a lot of the South of England have just gone into Tier 4, I believe. What's next? I don't know. But I'm going to do a Piston Podcast Christmas special to try and light the spirits for you all. So stick around for the next half an hour or so, where we go all Christmassy. And also, something I've been putting together for quite a few hours this morning, actually, Sunday the 20th of December, as I'm sitting down, at... 2.32pm actually, to be very precise, some people will appreciate them facts, I have put together a piston podcast awards ceremony for 2020. So the categories are, for example, best hot hatch, best pocket rockets, and I've got some contenders or nominees, and then the winner. So that's coming up in a bit in the podcast. We've also uh, got some piston discussions, some random things, some thank yous, blah, blah, blah. Top 10 lists. The top 10 list actually for the first time isn't. It's it's not top 10 list of cars, it's top 10 list of something to do with cars. That's exciting, keep an eye out for that. And my way or highway is somewhere you probably can't actually drive. So this podcast, it's safe to say, it's going to be very unfamiliar but I think it's going to be one to remember, so do stick around for the next half an hour or so. Before we get properly started, do remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, my social medias, at DanielCars05, and remember, whatever platform you're on, give the Piston Podcast a follow, a like, a share, a comment, I don't know, depends what platform you're on, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, and if you're on the iTunes or whatever, please leave a positive review. I know a lot of people have greatly appreciated. So it's, it's probably about 15-20 seconds of your time. If you could leave a nice rating, that would be much appreciated. And um, also, just before we get started, you know, it's Christmas time. I don't know, pour a glass of Shabley or get a mince pie or put some tinsel around your neck, even though it's incredibly itchy, or look nice. Put some Christmassy antlers on. In fact, I'm going to do that one now. Got my antlers. I'm going to put them on my head for this podcast. The first time ever I've done this. I'm just going to make myself look a bit of an idiot. Don't know if you can hear me jangling around. Just get in the Christmassy mood because this podcast is going to be very, very positive. Let's try and forget about COVID 19 and the, the conditions we live in at the moment because it's all so very dull. So we all need a bit of positivity, don't we? It's been a horrible year. So let's kick off as usual with some piston, piston podcasts car news. Now, we, we do this every week, and I thought, you know what, it's the last one of 2020, the last one of the series, why not do some car news to finish off the year? And you never know, there might be some things coming up in 2021 that we need to discuss before it actually starts, which is very exciting. Let's kick off with this. Uh, a widebody C8 Corvette, actually three of them, have been spied on a secret road test. It's not so secret, is it, if they've been spied, but oh well, we'll let them off. And I've got pictures here. They're blurry, but they show what it's going to look like, and they look cool. They look really cool. Chevrolet have done their magic with the C8 Corvette. It does look really quite smart, and this wide body does look very smart. Mazda is finally making new parts for the Mazda RX7. This is their rotary car, and if you go back, I think it might be the tail end of Series One, if not the start-ish of Season Series Two. Um, not season, that's that's you know winter and summer, I'm not American, series, um, so this is good news because I know a lot of RX-7 owners they need to replace parts because it might not be the most reliable car, I don't know if I can say that without you know the RX-7 army coming on me on Twitter, but it's about time I think, and I think Mazda making these new parts and selling them, they could make quite a big profit on selling all of these parts like rotors and I don't know, but anyway, Alfa Romeo's got some new news, new news. Uh, The new Brunero and Milano SUVs are set to join the Tonale, or the toenail, as it looks like to us Brits, in the Alfa Romeo's new lineup. So this is to go against the Stelvio, or it might be to replace the Stelvio. So Alfa Romeo is set to introduce two mid-size CUVs, or SUVs, what's a CUV? Is it a compact utility vehicle? I don't know, what is that? Uh, Along with the hybrid Tonale, toenail, in the near future. One of these two SUVs, rendered below or above for me or nowhere for you because this is a podcast, is almost certainly going to be called the Brunero. Um, that's an interesting name, isn't it? It sounds a bit like the Brera, which is a very gorgeous car from all angles. A motorist has been caught driving down an Australian highway with no front wheel. This is not something you typically see every day. I appreciate that, but it's exciting when you do, isn't it? It, just, it makes you think, God, why are these people on the road? There's actually some... Uh, reminiscence, if that's a word, of the wheel, but the rest of it's gone and there's no tyre. It's almost like it's just come off with a whopping pothole or something. I don't know, it doesn't seem right. Um, and if you're doing that, then surely that says something. Maybe you shouldn't be back on the road. This is exciting news. Apparently, Jaguar promise uh, promises its future cars will look wonderful now. Um, apparently, Jaguar don't think they've been doing too good compared to their older designs. Um with design and car design, so they've basically said the future cars will look wonderful again. And there's a car here, it's a concept, and it sort of looks like the XJ220, um, but futuristic, so that's exciting. It's a concept, but let's hope it goes into production, because it's exciting. This is also exciting, or more interesting, or maybe worrying to some people. The UK, the United Kingdom, is to build a scale road that charges cars as they drive. So basically it's a wireless charging road network, And it basically means you can drive your electric car, your electric vehicle, your EV, saving the planet, and whilst you're driving, your car will charge. It works like, you know, wireless phone chargers. My phone can charge wirelessly. I never really do it, but it can. So that's the aim, really. And I I had an idea. I thought that most parking spaces should have radiation chargers. So it's wireless, and you just park on top of this parking spot, and your car will charge itself without having to plug it in. So it's basically unnoticeably charging. So if they're building roads that do wireless charging while you drive, then surely that's that's fairly fantastic, isn't it? But it's going to cost a lot of money and it's going to take a lot of time. It basically means every road is going to have to be rebuilt. And Personally, I can't see that happening, so it might just be a dream, or it might just be an, a few roads like, you know, M6, M1, M5. I don't know, it's exciting. A um, bit of a weekend wrap-up. There's a uh, 311 miles per hour Hennessy that's been announced. It's interesting. Top speed cars. What do we think of them? I'm getting a bit bored of them, personally. I think it's more about 0-60 nowadays. Uh, although even that's getting a bit ridiculous. 311 miles per hour. Now, that's just a bit unnecessary, isn't it? Uh, a few electric vans have been unveiled, and there's a picture here. I think it might be a concept. Or it might be in production. And it looks a bit like a van cyber truck thing. It does look very interesting. And the new Toyota Mirai, some specs have come out. So Toyota Mirai is Toyota's hydrogen-powered car. So people seem to think hydrogen isn't actually electric, but it is. Hydrogen basically charges the electric car, which means instead of charging it with electricity, you charge it with hydrogen. Something like uh, hydrogen creates electricity or something. Um, so this two Toyota Mirai has a range, from Toyota, they don't really lie, do they, of 500 miles, which is a lot. And then it, co- and then it's you spend about 20 seconds refilling it with how many grams with hydrogen. So that's interesting. But then again, my dad sent me an article, I think this week, last week, and it was basically that I think only 20 or 30% of hydrogen is actually green, and most of it is in fact not. So it's defeating the object of a green car. Hyundai is in development of a new 2.3-litre turbo engine capable of a 7,000 RPM redline. That is crazy. It's anticipated to make use of Hyundai's technologies used in the World Rally Championship and WTCC events. So, wow, well, big up Hyundai for doing that. 7,000 RPM. That's a fair chunk. Very, very good. Uh, YouTuber KSI's old Lamborghini Aventador is for sale. And apparently it's known as the most famous Lamborghini of all time. Uh, so it was bought by KSI. He had a very... He had like Tron lines put on it by Yanomize, the rapper. Um, and he had k 51 Fly. So KSI Fly as the registration. There's a picture here. Uh, I believe KSI actually crashed one, but I don't think it's this one. Um, no, it isn't this one. This is the, the living one. He sold it then to somebody who, I think, did a car learner company. And it basically, that Lamborghini Aventador, once owned by KSI, became a learner vehicle, which is unusual, isn't it? Can you imagine learning how to drive in a Lamborghini Aventador? That's... Pay me a bit OTT, isn't it, really? It's for rich Londoners, maybe, in Tier 4. Um, so, yeah, there we go. And it's now for sale again. I believe it's currently owned by Yanni from Yanomize. I think he's bought it to sell. Um, although I might I might be wrong with that, so don't quote me. But I can imagine it's going to go for a lot of money because it's had hundreds of millions of views across all of the videos it's appeared in of KSI's and is actually, and the learner companies. Um, now, the Grand Tour, a massive hunt available on Prime Video came out last Friday, although it didn't, because it came out on Thursday, a day early on the 17th of December. They basically said, we've been keeping you long enough, we're going to press the three knobs, as they were. So they released early, and I was forced by my friend Matthew and his dad not to watch it when I came home that Thursday, and to wait until the next day where we'd all watch it together, so I did. I'm not going to spoil it for you, because I understand a lot of people haven't watched it yet because of hectic work and COVID lifestyles, so I'm not going to spoil it. All I'm going to say is it's quite entertaining, actually. It's nice to have the three boys back on telly, I suppose. The ending wasn't too superb, you probably see. It's uh, probably a bit of a letdown um, with the, the Holy Grail. Oh, I might have just spoiled it there. Oh, God. I apologise. Please leave positive reviews. (laughs) But yeah, this new Madagascar special is really good. But it says here, a massive hunt, or uh, they were going to actually call it epic, a epic hunt. I've said that slowly for a reason. Just say an epic hunt, but just quicker, and you can probably see why they didn't use it in the end. I'm not going to say it, because I don't want to mark this as explicit. Uh, But apparently a massive hunt wouldn't have been possible without the Polaris... The Polaris RZR, so it's basically an off-road, not a trike, what is it, what do you call it, a buggy? An off-road buggy, let's call it that, four-seater thing. It's very rough and tough, Um, but apparently this one had a whopping £200,000 worth of camera gear on board. That is a lot of camera gear, and apparently it was all because of that, it actually happened, obviously, because it probably wouldn't get stuck, they're very lightweight and very... They can handle it, can't they? The Nissan intern envisions futuristic brain controlled GTR, so the car would be more of a wearable device rather than just a rideable one. Uh, how can you wear a Nissan GTR? I'm going to move on with that, pretending I've never ever heard it. Alfa Romeo has debuts, uh, debuted their limited edition version of the 4C. It's called the 4C Spider 33 Stradale Tributo. And. Oh my god, it does look very nice, but the 4C does look beautiful, doesn't it? Really, really nice. Alpha did a magnificent job when it came out, and I believe it doesn't look old just yet. It's superb, sublime car. Uh, really, really nice. Um, Bentley is celebrating Christmas with this one-off Santa-spec flying spur with a reindeer hood ornament. I like this. Instead of the flying bee, as they have in the front, the, the Bentley... No, it's not Spirit Spirit of Ecstasy, is it? That's Rolls-Royce. You know, the bee in the front that pops up and down. It's got a reindeer on it, and it's got rose gold wheels, and it's red with Christmassy stickers on. That's really nice. Apparently it was commissioned by a celebrity. There we go. If that's being made in Crew, then I might pop down and have a look, because I'm only a few miles down from Crewe, so there we go. And I've also heard, maybe, some rumours from Twitter that Jeremy Clarkson's Bentley that he drove in Madagascar is currently in the Bentley ground. So later on, I might nip over and have a look, but we'll, we'll, we'll see, shall we? I can't bank on it. Uh, let's keep on the Bentley topic. A £1.9 million Bentley Bacalar begins extreme testing. Bentley is putting the Bacalar through some extreme tests to ensure it lives up to the quality standards. It looks gorgeous, but I th- I th- it's going to be very expensive very expensive. Now, I think we should move away from car news. Let's get into the proper Christmas spirit, shall we? I think we should just get on with it, yeah? Should we do it? I think we should do the Piston Podcast Awards 2020. I've been very excited for this. I only thought about this the other week, and I thought, that would be a good idea to do an awards, you know, like the Granite Tour with the Nigels, like in 2017 or something, whenever they did it. So I've got, in front of me here, eight categories of cars, and they're all of the best cars, and I've got some contenders and winners winner, sorry, um, for each category, and it took me a while actually to do research for this, but I do have it together, and I've got about three pieces of paper in front of me here. So, let's kick off the first Piston Podcast Awards 2020. Sadly, they don't win anything, the car companies, they just win the pleasure of winning. The first Piston Podcast Award for Best Hot Hatch Goes to... You're not going to find out because we need to do the contenders. I'm saying this wrong already. It's the first time I've done this and I'm loving it. I feel like a complete uh, host. So, the first award is Best Hot Hatch. The contenders for Best Hot Hatch 2020 are... The Honda Civic Type R. The Volkswagen Golf GTI. It's Mark 8. The Mercedes-AMG A45S the Renault Sport Megane RS280 and the 300 Trophy. And the winner for this award is... It's inevitable, isn't it? Everybody's done it. It's the Toyota GR Yaris. Yes, I know, it's all very exciting. We need some sound effects. It's just not right. seems a bit dull. But I'm sure you're all screaming at home, the Toyota GR Yaris. I reviewed it about two weeks ago, I think now. And it's a good podcast. It did very well for listens and downloads. So do go and check that out for a proper in-detail review of it. It's a magnificent car. It came all of a sudden, um, and people just absolutely adored it. The video's flooded through YouTube. I believe Litchfield Motors have got one, and they've just tuned it, and their start tune has got it to 300 horsepower from about 267, so that's an amazing achievement. But Toyota has just been very, very good. Obviously, it's a homologation special. It's just magnificent. It's what we all needed, isn't it? The contenders are also very good. The Honda Civic Type R recently had a facelift. It's gorgeous, and it handles like an absolute dream for a front-wheel drive. Golf GTI also recently came out. Maybe not as good as the Mark 7.5, which I've been in. Again, there might be a review in Series 3. But, yeah, the Mark 8, it's good. It's a Volkswagen Golf, so it's got to be in, because it started the hot-hatch craze, didn't it? Mercedes-AMG A45S, it's crazy performance. It's magnificent. And the Renault Sport Megane. It recently went through a facelift. Again, different lights, different screen, blah, blah, blah. And it just is perfect. Active rear axle it's really nice. But the Toyota G.I.R.S. just stands out from the crowd, doesn't it? So, bravo to Toyota. Well done. The next Piston Podcast Award is the best pocket rocket of 2020. And the contenders for this award are the Ford Fiesta ST. It's just great, isn't it? Ford Fiesta ST. Again, it handles fantastically, and it doesn't struggle for power. The Suzuki Swift Sport. It's a Suzuki Swift Sport, isn't it? I don't need to explain why it's on there. People love it. The Volkswagen Polo GTI. It's a bit like a Golf, but more affordable in between the Op and the Golf. Uh, The Abarth 595 Competizione, or whatever you say it. Great car, the Abarth. Obviously, as a Panda 100 HP owner, as an owner, sorry, you've got to like the Abarth. But the winner for Best Pocket Rocket 2020, it's the Volkswagen Up GTI. It's magnificent. The Up GTI sort of is like a modern equivalent of the Fiat Panda 100 HP, my dream car. I couldn't put it down because I think it's probably a bit selfish. But the Up GTI, I haven't been in one, but from what I've heard, it just makes an awful lot of sense, doesn't it really? So well done to Volkswagen for winning Best Pocket Rocket 2020. Who will win next year? I don't know. You've got to stay subscribed, haven't you? The Best Electric Vehicle. This is a very, very important award because obviously EVs are. Taking over the roads. 2030, thirty, will literally just be EVs on the roads. Well, being sold, anyway. So, the contenders for best electric vehicle 2020 are the Renault Zoe. It's the underdog, but it's very good. The Honda E. It's just great. The range isn't great, but in terms of, you know, appeal, appealing to the younger audience and stuff, it's fantastic. The Volkswagen three, It's meant to be the third people's car after the, the Beetle and the Golf, and it's doing well. Great car. I think it might replace the golf soon. I don't know. be interesting when it does. Put it that way. Interesting is a word to describe it. And the Citroen Ami. Unusual choice as a contender. It just came out about two weeks ago, I believe. Um, but the craze for it is amazing. I know I haven't talked about it on the podcast yet, but... Yeah, it's pretty cool and I'm sure there'll be a review of it in series 3 as well. Just haven't had a chance to do it in series 2 because it's been so recent, you know. Uh it's great. It's it's a city car in France 14-year-olds can drive it or people have been disqualified from driving. But the winner for best EV is the Kia Soul EV. Now, the Kia Soul EV, it's an EV that makes sense. It's affordable-ish, especially if you're leasing it. Um, And it's got a long range, about 250 miles, which is a lot. And it's boxy, which means you can fit a lot of people in it. And it's got a lot of tech in it, hasn't it? So the Kia Soul EV is fantastic. Johnny Smith from the Late Break Show had one as a long-term test car, and he loved it. It recently went back to Kia, and he was very sad to see it go. The next Piston Podcast Award is for the best supercar of 2020. And the contenders for this are... The Lamborghini Huracan Evo, I saw one at Goodwood last year, very good looking things, and handle amazingly. The McLaren... S- have I written 570S? Yeah. The McLaren 720S, that was a typo, sorry. I put 570S. I always have a habit of doing that, because I've been in one, and I wrote 570S a lot after I went in it. So, the so McLaren 720S, again, it's great, performance-wise, it's one of the best. The Lamborghini Aventador SVJ, and the Ford GT, but the winner... For best supercar 2020, it's the Ferrari F8 Tributo. I also saw one of them at Goodwood 2019. Very good looking, and they go like hell. They're very, very rapid and good cars. So well done to Ferrari, if you're listening, which I doubt you are, for winning best supercar from the Piston Podcast Awards 2020. Now, the next award, people listening at home, is for Best SUV. I understand people don't like SUVs, but they're taking over, so some people must. So, the contenders for Best Sport Utility Vehicle 2020 they're not very sporty, but you know, they're in this anyway the Audi Q5, the Land Rover Discovery Sports, one of my favourites, the Alfa Romeo Stelvio, very beautiful, and the Skoda Kodiak. But the winner for Best SUV 2020 is the most sensible. Comes from Sweden, ish, and China. <laughs> it's the Volvo XC sixty. and it's not sporty. Um, it's probably not very utilitarian, but it just it just makes sense. It's a Volvo. It just it's sensible. It's no it's a no-thrills car, but it just makes sense. So well done to Volvo. The next Piston Podcast award is for the best Super Mini of 2020. Super minis, you know, they're built for the city. Um and that's all they're for, really. So the contenders for best super mini are the Ford Fiesta, very good choice. The Volkswagen Polo, also a very good choice. I've, I've somebody on Twitter has just got one, and they're very, very impressed with it. The Renault Clio, and the Toyota Yaris. Toyota Yaris is on it again, but it isn't the winner because I believe the winner for best super mini this year. It's more of a hatchback, but it's somehow in the super mini market. It's the Mini Cooper slash Mini One. Now we used to have a Mini, and they may be small. But they pack a punch, they handle really amazingly, and they're fairly reliable. Obviously they're BMW owned. So it's it's probably one of the most fun super minis you can buy in terms of performance. Maybe not the most practical. If you want a practical one, you might want to go for I don't know maybe a Fiesta or something more spacious but um yeah in terms of you know having fun the Mini's probably where it's at the next award is for best off-roader this is probably going to be an unexpected winner um compared to the contenders but the contenders for best off-roader 2020 are drum roll please The Land Rover Defender recently came out, again, came to the internet by storm. You don't hear much about it anymore. I mean, it's got to the point I see him on the road and I just nod. I used to go mad. Toyota Land Cruiser, they're sensible option Land Cruisers, they don't go wrong. The Ford Ranger Raptor and the Jeep Wrangler, but the winner for Best Off-Roader 2020 is... It's the Plucky Suzuki Jimny. I did an article on one of them on Drive Tribe, and I might have done a podcast, although I can't remember. can't even remember what I did on my own podcast. That is bad. But well done to Suzuki for making such a great car. Sadly, it's not going to be on sale for much longer, although it will come back, I believe, as a commercial vehicle because of emissions regulations. Not very good, apparently. 1.5 litre. Maybe not very great. But there we go. Suzuki Jimny. Best off-road. And this is the last award for Best Grand Tourer on the Piston Podcast Awards 2020. Available on iTunes and Spotify and Amazon, etc., etc., blah, blah, blah. Subscribe. And the contenders for Best Grand Tourer 2020 GT cars are the Jaguar XJ, the Maserati Quattroporte, very nice, there's a program building a Maserati Quattroporte, and it's very thorough. The Mercedes S-Class Coupe, probably the most posh. The BMW 8 Series Grand Coupe. Not for grannies, so those grand. I don't know why they don't call it the Grand Coupe, but there we go. It's BMW for you, doing things differently. Although they seem to think they're doing the good job, but mm, not so sure. Let you be the judge of that. But the winner for Best Grand Tourer 2020 is the Porsche Panamera. Now, I wasn't so sure about this when I picked this. I was like, am I making the right decision? The Panamera, when it first came out, people hated it, as with the Cayenne. But the Panamera nowadays does look decent, and especially if you go for a Panamera Gran Turismo uh, S Hybrid Sport, blah, blah, blah. It does look very, very nice. They've got a very long roof, but wow, are they good-looking nowadays. I mean, they're estate cars, the Gran Turismos, I believe. And estate cars just look right, don't they, really? So there we go. That is the Piston Podcast Awards 2020. But if you were going to ask me, overall, what was my favourite car of the year for the Piston Podcast Car of the Year... What would I choose? Now, I'm doing this from my head, there's a, there's a reason I didn't write it down, because I just wanted to see what I was feeling at the time. Let's start off with the Honda e. I saw the Honda e in 2019 for the first time, at Goodwood, and I was very impressed. It was the car I was most excited to see, and it's amazing. The Land Rover Defender, I was very excited for that, but I feel like it might have let a few people down. I don't know, but yeah, let you be the judge of that. And then there's the Toyota GR Yaris which is also fantastic. I'm going to put it between the Honda e and the GR Yaris as my favourite car for 2020. But, which one will it be? Now this is difficult because I'm not too sure. Now I've been thinking about this all day and I still haven't come to to a decision because they're, they're kind of polar opposite cars. Not in the fact that they're both very small, but one's electric and one's a performance petrol car. So, in terms of the fun factor, has to be the Yaris GR, but to use as a daily, it'd probably be the Honda E. I'm not too sure, you know. Do you know what? I'm going to call it a tie. It's a draw. The Piston Podcast Car of the Year is the Honda E and the Toyota Gazoo Racing Yaris. They are fantastic. They surprised me when they came out. They're wonderful, and I was so excited for them to come out when I first saw the concepts, both of them cars, and they didn't let me down, apart from the range and the Honda, but we'll let it off for all of its... Like, you know, fish tank business and things you can get in it. And the Toti Aris is just... It's an engineering masterpiece, isn't it? And people love it. So, there we go. That is the Piston Podcast Award 2020. I hope you enjoyed. And I do hope, depending on how things go, there will be a Piston Podcast Awards ceremony for 2021. Because I think that'll be interesting, you know? The push for EVs will be even stronger. So, there we go. That is done. So, we need to move on now, away from the Piston Podcast Awards... Uh, I love doing that, I felt so professional doing it, because we need to do the top ten list. As I said, it's not a top ten list for any specific category of car, it's a top ten list of Christmas presents for petrol heads. Now I know when this podcast comes out it'll be the 21st of December 2020, about, you know, how many days? Four days before Christmas, roughly? Um, but, doesn't matter, because, you know, Amazon, you can get it next day, probably, so there we go. At number 10 for the best Christmas present for a petrol head is a ride-on toy car. Now they've got to be about five to you know have this because they're very small. Unless you're driving with Nico on Instagram, who has a little ride-on mini that he's put like wicked batteries on and he rides it like a maniac. It's very, very entertaining. Go check it out. I think it's driving with Nico on Instagram. Go have a look. And number nine is a carbon fiber phone case. To me, a bit of a gimmick, but quite cool, not going to lie. And number eight is Pilotti Shoes. I'm guessing they're like racing shoes. I've, I did have pictures, but I don't anymore. I wrote them down. I wrote the uh, you know the words down, what I actually needed. Not just excessive information, but they did look very smart. Go search them up. And number seven, just random automobilia, memorabilia for auto enthusiasts. If it's like a British Leyland poster or something, people will love them. Just make sure you get it right. I mean, if it's like a Lamborghini fan and you get him Ferrari memorabilia, it's probably probably not going to be too impressed. So just do a bit of research. And number six, probably my favourite from the list, actually. A scale model car. Model cars, they're just great, aren't they? And number five, a tailored indoor car cover. Wow, I don't even keep my car indoors. So a car cover, that's that's some luxury uh, stuff right there. And number four, some wall art. You know, you can get a lot now. You can get, like, racetrack... Um, racetrack... Uh, silhouettes and stuff like that So you can have a look And number three A private number plate Good choice uh, Although it makes it look like a bit of a uh, What's the word <laughs> uh, Number two A detailing kit To make sure your cars are brand spanking clean Looking their best And maybe smelling good Because that's what I do After I've washed a car I smell it I kind of regret saying that now But there we go It's out in the open <laughs> In 50 years People are going to hunt me down for that I swear And at number one a motoring calendar. Now, this website where I found these top 10 gifts, um, they actually put a lot of their own products, so I sort of made it generic, so sorry, I'm not going to mention the the, the website it was on, but there we go. But my favourite, if if you're quite minted and you have like well over £100, my favourite gift for a petrol head has to be a Tamiya remote control car. Now, this Christmas, I have asked for a Tamiya Toyota GR Yaris, surprise, surprise. So fingers crossed, hey, eh? it'd be great. And I'm sure there'll be some YouTube drive y social media y content coming your way. But um Tanya models, they're so entertaining. Even if you if you like cars or not, they're interesting. They're so hands-on. Not so much glue at all, really. Not not any glue, I don't think. But they're just entertaining to build. Very, very good. My way or highway this week is you're not gonna believe this. It's the North Pole. Now, The reason for this is Top Gear went there, obviously, in the Toyota Hilux in 2007, for the Top Gear uh, North Pole special, I think it was. And, of course, you might meet Santa and some reindeers, who know? Or is that the South Pole? Is it the North Pole or the South Pole? Um, I can't even remember. I'm showing myself up now, it's pretty ridiculous. But if Santa is in the North Pole and not the South Pole, you'll be able to see him, which is a plus. But just make sure you have the right car. Don't turn up in a Porsche 911 GT3 RS, for example, because it's not going to work. You're probably going to need an Arctic truck, Land Cruiser or something, or a Hilux, like, you know, Top Gear used. So there we go. A bit of a random one, I'm going to say. But I think that's actually it for this podcast. And I've got a few messages I'd just like to say. Um, it's probably going to get quite emotional, not going to lie. Thank you so much for listening to the Piston Podcast this past year. When this podcast comes out, I believe it'll be two days until the one-year anniversary for the Piston Podcast. And I started it not knowing what podcasting was about after doing a fair few years of radio, and it was an exciting move. And it was a rough start because I sort of didn't have the time with school and stuff like that. But then COVID happened, lockdown happened, late March. Gave me a lot of time to do it, which in a way I was quite thankful for. Uh, A lot of time to do articles and stuff like that. So it gave me a lot of time to record this podcast and make it my own. I've now done 35 episodes, which makes it around 18 hours of podcasts. It's a ridiculous amount. And really, I couldn't have done it without all of the support I've had. Thank you to Redshift Online, which is sort of uh, the, the the company that powers the Piston podcast in a way. They've got their own studio, which I have been using. I've been using my home studio. Uh, I share it on their show, socials, blah, blah, blah. So, do, so thank you to Redshift Online. Thank you to everybody who's supported by leaving positive reviews interacting on social media and thank you to every single guest i've had as well thank you to everybody i've had an awful lot of guests this year because of covid everybody's had a lot of time to talk about cars i suppose so there we go now you're probably all wondering it's the end of the series what's happening next what is what are the plans for 2021 for the piston podcast now i've had a few ideas series three i want to give it a bit of a revamp maybe some new segments the name is just staying, of course, the Piston Podcast. It's legendary. I might do a new intro. I might be lazy and do nothing, but hopefully I will, because, you know, I've got about three weeks off now. Um, so I'm going to try my best to make Series 3 better than ever, uh, bring back more guests and stuff like that, and just make it a really entertaining podcast. But this is where it gets interesting. Now, I do this podcast, obviously, every single week. It gets released every single Monday, and I release it on a Saturday. I record it on the Saturday or Sunday prior to releasing it. Now, doing it every week, it's fine, but it just takes up a lot of time. Now, planning for a podcast takes longer than it does to to actually present it. And obviously, I've got to do articles and I've got to do YouTube as well, and of course, school coming up to you know GCSE period in a few years. It's getting very very busy. So I've got a choice: I either carry on weekly, or I do one one every two weeks. Now, I would like to hear your feedback. I think, obviously, if I do one every two weeks, it would be quality over quantity. If I do one every week, it's probably going to be uh, less professional, but there'll be more, obviously. So I would like to hear your thoughts. I wouldn't be able to decide on my own. So do please let me know on social media at Carso 5 or email thepistonpodcast at gmail.com. And if you have any way in which you can support Series 3 by maybe being a guest or doing something, I don't know, maybe you've got some things you'd like me to talk about, then do get in contact. But there we go, 2021 is exciting. Now, when is Series 3 actually going to land? Even I don't know, to be honest. I think I'm going to take a bit of a break. I think probably I'm going to maybe aim towards, uh, maybe towards the end of January, I think, for Series 3, which gives me around a month to plan for the new series, make it different, record some new intros. I'm just very excited to get this, you know, started again. And it's going to be weird now, every Monday, trying to share a podcast that has not been out. So there we go. I do hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and all of the others that I've been doing. It is, I'm overwhelmed by the support I've had, obviously, hitting like number 30 in the, piston, in, in the motoring charts, for example, for, for podcasts. It's amazing. At one point, I was, meeting, I was beating Mike Brewer, and that was an achievement. So I really, really couldn't have done it without all of you lovely listeners at home. I do hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hope you get everything you want. Stay safe. Obviously, COVID is bringing everybody down. It's a horrible atmosphere at the moment. But, yeah, I do hope you stay safe. And I will see you shortly for Series 3 of the Piston Podcast. Merry Christmas, everybody. A Happy New Year. And I will see you soon. Goodbye you're listening to the piston podcast the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast presented by me daniel actorhouse listen whilst folding washing doing your day-to-day commute or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust whatever you're doing i promise to make your day a little less boring with some fun and interesting motor talk anyway engage launch control it's time for the piston podcast